Welcome to Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. This is part two. We are continuing after last week's episode on discussing the connection between mental health and psychic sciences. Sharon will share with us her personal stories of loss and how she's able to overcome these tough moments in life with the use of psychic sciences. Now let's get started. Here's Sharon. Okay, welcome back, everybody. This is part two of the series of mental health and psychic science. What is the connection and how can being a developed psychic help you in your world, in your community, and in your life? And we talked a little bit earlier about how we had a plan. We always have a plan, even if it's an unconscious plan, and how that plan got literally thrown against the wall when COVID hit and how people are now coming out of the COVID crisis with kind of a phase four looming on the horizon, not sure what's going to happen with that. And kids are thinking about going back to school. They don't know if they want to. They don't know if they don't. So this whole section of part two, I want to talk to you about how I actually was able to step into my own wellness after my father passed. And then after my father-in-law passed, which was almost exactly a year apart. In July of 2020, my father fell and it, he never recovered. He was 98 years old, but it was, it was very hard on everybody because he was a healthy guy. He was 98, but he was healthy. And when he fell, he did so much damage to his body that he just couldn't stay anymore. And there's some dysfunction around the family. So for me, I being as sensitive that I am, I came back from being around family and friends, et cetera, for a week. I came back and I was voiceless. I had no voice, no voice for two months. I couldn't do a thing. And so I found myself wandering into the kitchen. Now, my father-in-law at the, around the same time as my my father passed, well, had received a diagnosis of cancer. And we knew the way he was so slim and this, the things that were going on with him, we knew that there, it was a matter of time. So what I was doing, he only lived a little ways from us. He liked being in his own home. And so what I started doing was I started cooking meals for him and us as well, which gave me the opportunity to do a lot of experimenting because he's a man that would try anything. And I love to cook. Now, as I was doing all of this, I started baking a lot of breads and buns and biscuits and all kinds of things. And I was having so much fun. And he was so appreciative of the stuff that we'd send over to him or take over to him. This is a man that never had a sweet tooth, but he ate all kinds of cakes and cookies. And whenever I knew he was having a bad day, I'd make him Rice Krispie Squares because that was his favorite. And he was, but he was slowly, his health was failing. However, I knew his health was failing, but this whole cooking journey was my mental way of connecting to some of the creativity is always a psychic. It's always a psychic aspect of who we are. Our creative self is based in our psychic spiritual self. It's there's tools we learn. Of course, you know, if you want to be a painter, you know how to learn how to paint with a brush. In my case, it was cooking. And so I was in the kitchen every day, literally every day, making meals, making breads, making all kinds of things. And I started to heal and I started to just feel like myself again. My voice started to come back. Everything started to get better. And then my father-in-law in June of this year, which is only, it's only a month and a half ago, passed. And when he passed, and he passed, by the way, on my father's birthday. Now, if you don't think that there's a connection in our world, I mean, I've already talked about, if you've listened to the other podcast, my past life experience and how I actually met up with my current husband. And it was his father who was the one that I was studying his family lineage. 
if you don't believe there's a connection, then you're cuckoo because holy cow, how can I have a past life experience when I'm in my 20s that is so deeply connected? And then my father, of course, was from Normandy, his family seat, which is in France. And the island of Jersey is just off the coast of France. And that's where the my family, my husband's family is from. Anyway, so he passed on my father's birthday. And it was what happened to me was I stopped cooking. I stopped baking. I stopped doing that. I missed him. I didn't want to cook anymore. And so what I had to do was I had to start digging into my psychic toolkit because I didn't want to go back into the place where I got to before when my father passed. I didn't want to go to that place where I was mentally feeling helpless and life was hopeless and why bother and who cares? I didn't want to go there because you know what? I might be a psychic medium, but I still am a human and I still have those human emotions and I still have vulnerabilities. I'm still on this human journey, just like the rest of you. I just happen to have some extra skills that I've learned along the way. So I had to go back into my psychic toolbox. And (laughs) one day I started meditating in a deeper, more powerful way than I had been before. And one day I was in my kitchen in the morning and my husband was, I don't know where, at work, I guess. And I knew that my sister-in-law and my niece were holding a garage sale at my father-in-law's house. My father-in-law had passed and they were, we were cleaning everything out of the house and doing all of that. And I was, there were certain things I was attracted to and drawn to that my sister-in-law said, take that, take that, take that. So I've got some really cute little mementos from my father-in-law and my mother-in-law who passed a couple of years prior. And we've always known that my mother-in-law was giving us messages, sending us messages through the Blue Jays. Since she passed, hung around our yard. I've talked about the Blue Jays in a previous uh, episode. And the thing I didn't know until recently was that my mother-in-law was a big Blue Jays fan. Baseball. I had no clue. My husband never said a word about it. And I was absolutely blown away. It was just great validation. It was fun. Well, this one day I went to my kitchen and I noticed the bananas on the counter and they were kind of turning. And I thought I should make some banana bread because I don't want to waste these bananas. And I hadn't cooked or baked anything. So I took the bananas and I, I mushed them all up. And I was baking this banana bread, putting it all together. And, and I decided at the same time, I'd make chocolate chip cookies. And that was another favorite. My father-in-law really liked chocolate chip cookies. So I thought, oh, I'll just make up some chocolate chip cookies because I don't make cookies here. And I looked out my front window and there's a squirrel running along the fence with the red fur and the tufted ears. And I thought, oh my God. That's a message from Ted. I knew it. I knew it was a message from my father-in-law. And the the message was, I made it. I'm here. I'm home. And so I was so happy. And I thought, I can't wait to get over and tell my sister-in-law and my niece that I saw this squirrel and that it was a message from my father-in-law, their father and their grandfather. And so I quickly got the breads all baked and the cookies all baked and got dressed and all that and went out to the garage sale. And I told them as soon as I got there, and of course they were so happy and they were so excited and they felt so good because it was, we're still early days on. And I was just felt so good. And I said, but you know, I don't recall ever seeing a squirrel around here with tufted ears. Like that's kind of odd. And then it hit me when my father-in-law got cancer, they took a part of his ear off. So part of his earlobe and his ear was missing. And it was a big issue because he had to wear hearing aids and hearing aids wouldn't stay in that ear uh, because the ear had so much of it missing. And so it was definitely a clear message from my father-in-law that his ears were all whole again. And he had both his ears, these fancy tufted ears on this squirrel. And so we called the squirrel Big Red. 
Well, Big Red has been around and just it's it's and so for me, this was validation for me that my father-in-law was still connected with us. But if I hadn't started doing my meditation and wasn't aware of my psychic practice and didn't look for the messages from the universe for him, I would have missed it. The squirrel may not have even shown up. He may not have bothered sending it, or I wouldn't have recognized it as a message. So down the road, here we go. Now that everybody's looking for squirrels, well, it's not going to show up for everybody the same way it did for me. But now I'm back baking again, fully baking again. I made all my zucchini loaves. I canned all my jams and jellies. I'm having a blast. I'm back in the kitchen fully, and I'm starting to heal again. But I didn't give up on my meditation practice. I'm still doing my practice, and I've taken my affirmations out of the toolbox. And there's all kinds of different things. So let me tell you why this is such an important area of interest for me with the mental health and the psychic sciences. When my father passed, it was a spiritual hit that I took, but it was also his physical exit from this world, which affects us in this physical journey as humans. So when my father left and I lost my voice, which was also a physical manifestation of spiritual pain, um, and I found myself gravitating to the kitchen because my father was a chef and it was a place of comfort for me, I found that I was able to heal through stepping up my interest in cooking, my interest in food, my interest in the things he was interested in. And through the process of all of that, I could feel my father with me. And it became more and more profound daily as I cooked and baked and I just did stuff in the kitchen. Um, I could really enjoy the energy of my father around me. And it became very profound to the point where I knew he was there. I knew he was there. Now, do I, is that a special thing that happens to somebody that's psychic? No, it's something that can happen to absolutely anybody on the planet that will engage their psychic sense because we're all psychic. Just some are like musicians. Some of us sing in the shower only, and some of us have platinum albums and it's all the range from A to B, A to Z. So for me, it wasn't about being psychic that helped me with that process. It was about being able to recognize that he was with me, being able to understand it. And the only way I could do that was because I was practicing with psychic tools that I knew, one of them being meditation. Very, very important. Meditation allowed me to become calm. It allowed me to become peaceful. And it allowed me to hear him, listen for him, see him. That again is my own special bucket of skills when it comes to clairvoyance, et cetera, but you have yours too. It needs to be trained and you can use your psychic sense to help ease any mental loss, anything that has impacted you emotionally, where you're feeling like your human journey is taking a beating. So let's go back to COVID and then I'll come back to my father-in-law. When we go back to COVID, we look at the things people have lost through the, uh, through the process of dealing with COVID. Some people lost loved ones, just like I did. Even though my father didn't pass from COVID, he passed during the time of COVID when trauma was already high on the planet. Other people lost homes. They lost businesses. They lost uh, revenue. They lost their incomes. Uh, some people lost their relationships. There were a lot of relationships that imploded during the, t- the time of COVID because people were locked up together and they're like, oh my God, who are you? Uh, Who am I? And so there was a lot of decisions that were being made and a lot of situations that happened that were really felt like they were out out of the hands of the people that were impacted. And so that's the human journey. There's a, a disease on the planet. It's going insane. People are all over the planet. They don't know what to do. They're scared. The children 
aren't getting the fallout. They have been so used to having their school system support them, their parents support them. They've had someone to go to who knew the answers all the time in their lives to that point. And now they didn't have the answers. So they're hearing the news, and they're hearing mom and dad talk or others talk, and they're understanding they, they, they understand this is a disease that kills people and that they could get it and grandma could get it and they love grandma and they don't want to lose grandma. Um, they understand that, uh, but they, they feel helpless. They don't have any way of trying to survive it. So what the point of the, the, my suggestion in taking mental health and combining it with psychic sciences is let's teach these really psychic little kids who are very active when they're young, before they mainstream into ABC one, two, three, and teach them things like meditation, teach them things like visualization, teach them things like affirmations, teach them phrases like I can, I will, I do, I am able, um, joy is my birthright, I deserve love. I deserve to be happy. I deserve peace. Teach them these things and then teach them how to build that in their life and maintain it. And meditation is one of those tools. And that's why meditation is used so much as an example here uh, with me. Now let's go back to my father-in-law and how this whole thing kind of double whammied me. When my father-in-law uh, was diagnosed with cancer, I started cooking for him, as I've mentioned already. And when I started cooking for him, he appreciated it so much. I had so much fun. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. And so I now wasn't focused on healing from the loss of my father. Now I'm healed. What I'm doing is I'm enjoying so much these new abilities and the new foods that I've learned how to prepare and sharing them with my father-in-law, a man who uh, just really loved food. And so when my father-in-law passed almost exactly a year after my father I stopped cooking. I didn't want to cook anymore. And I stopped cooking because I was sad. And I was, I was, I was just sad. I missed him. And I didn't want to cook because who was I going to give it to? I mean, there was no way to send it. And he, he had become so much my focus. And that's been the story for a lot of people on the planet around the planet with all kinds of different situations. And in my particular case, it just, I just didn't want to cook anymore until the day that I saw the bananas on my counter and decided to make banana bread so I wouldn't waste the bananas and did some baking. And then the long and the short of it all with this whole story in this part one and part two of mental health and psychic sciences is I'm trying to make a point. The point is that I was able to survive and thrive even though I had to experience loss, even though I experienced COVID, even though we experienced some downturn here in our household and we still thrived because we were able to use the psychic tools. Once we got our feedback under us, we were able to use the psychic tools to help us fully recover. And those psychic tools are things like manifesting, again, visualization, affirmations. And those are tools that can be easily shared with our young people. This little girl that I told the story about in the first part of this podcast, she took to that meditation like a duck to water. She was just right there right now. And she fully engaged in it. These kids are so open to something that feels good. They reach for joy. They want to be happy. We all want to be happy, but they really want to be happy because they haven't learned how to live in misery yet. We have, we're human adults and we've learned how to live in misery and said, oh, well, that's my fate. I'll accept it. No, it's not. You don't have to have your life that way. It doesn't have to be that way. We can be happy. 
but we need to engage our soul self as well as our mental acumen. We can't just know everything. We have to feel things too. And we can't just feel everything. We have to know things too. So it's a matter of combining the things that we learn with the emotional and soul aspect of our spiritual growth and making them work together as a team. And I really, really invite anyone to come in and study. Now, that was the advent of Kitchen Witchin. That's how Kitchen Witchin got started, actually, was through my father's passing and me being drawn into the kitchen and healing. Cooking is necessary. We have to eat. Everybody has to eat, unless you are perpetually eating out, ordering in, or doing fast food or whatever. Hopefully you're not. But a lot of people like to cook and prepare their own meals. And a lot of people don't know how. So that's why Kitchen Witchin, just like a lot of people don't know how to meditate, they also don't know how to cook their favorite food. They don't know how to cook the favorite food of somebody in their family. And so Kitchen Witchin is designed for that process as well. So it's about psychic development and developing your practical skills in the kitchen, which is any level of creativity. So this could be applied to somebody that's a painter, somebody that's a musician, somebody that's an artist or a dancer could be applied there as well. Okay, so here's an example of how somebody who has suffered a great loss, she lost her partner, and how she herself is now really working hard to develop her ability to understand the psychic sciences so that she can become more involved in her own mental wellness. Here's a, here's a testimonial from her. Hi, Sharon. I think I need to tell you a little bit about myself and why this course means so much to me. And she wrote this out. Four years ago, my husband died with lung cancer. I'm having such a hard time accepting that he's no longer with me. You see, he died in my arms and it all happened so suddenly. One minute we were talking and then I went to go to the bedroom. And when I heard a thought, I ran back to find him on the floor. I was totally losing it. I called 911. She kept telling me to perform CPR on him, which I did, but I wasn't doing it well. I could feel his ribs crack every time I did a chest compression and he was bleeding profusely. I was in total panic mode, begging him not to leave me. And by the time the paramedics showed up, he had bled out. I was covered in his blood. I don't know how I've made it through the last four years. We were married for 42 years, and I dearly loved that man. Two months after he died, I had to get our cat boots put down. That cat was one of the smartest animals we had ever owned. I still have my husband's ashes. I still have boots ashes. And when I die, we will all be buried together. I'm also having quite a few health issues of my own. I had foot surgery yesterday, so I have a couple of weeks recovery ahead of me. So I'm going to take that time to concentrate on meditation, which is new to me. I think a lot of it is coming from all the negativity I have around me. And this testimonial talks about how this woman is really trying to combine the psychic sciences with her physical experience. Similar to the way I lost my father, I went into the kitchen and cooked. Now, one thing about this lady is she loves to cook as well. And she's a member of our kitchen witching course as well. Here's the rest of what she says. I'm trying to change the negativity around me, but it's taking me a while to learn everything you're teaching. I'm determined to do it. I'm so desperately want to connect with him. You often ask what we want to get from this course. And I want to learn all the parts of this course, but I really want to connect with my loved ones, especially Rick. You're an amazing lady, and you will never know how much this opportunity you have given me means. Thank you for being you and helping me realize that I can and I will learn this amazing course. It's like fate put me on this journey with you. You're truly an amazing soul. I love you. Thank you. This is a story that really tugs at the heartstrings because she lost somebody so very dear to her 
But instead of being involved in, and she's had lots of mental health assistance, but she's also wanting to couple it up with psychic sciences. She wants to learn how to become more in charge of her soul journey and more in charge of her own story. She wants to be able to help herself heal. And she knows that we all are psychic. And she also knows that she can communicate with her husband, but she has to be in a higher vibrational place. She has to be doing it from a place of comfort, love, joy, and appreciation. You cannot communicate with a crossed over loved one from a place of grief, depression, sadness, and anger. You can't, they, they can hear you, but you can't hear them back. So you still feel like you're not making a connection. And that's what a psychic science connection will do for somebody that's trying to reach balanced mental health. And so that's a great example of somebody that's actually trying to bring their journey all the full way around and include psychic sciences in their mental wellness. If you really enjoy listening to these stories of different clients and different experiences that I've had, you want to make sure that you catch some of the podcasts we've got coming up in the future, because we're going to be talking about all kinds of human emotions and how to step away from getting stuck in places like anger or worry or stress or anxiety, just similar to the way that this lady was able to start moving through some of the sadness that she, the extreme sadness that she's been experiencing through development of psychic sciences. And in our particular case, we've coupled it up with Kitchen Witchin, which she's a part of the group of. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. To learn more about her and what she can offer you, please go to SharonRose.com. That's Sharon with a Y. She also invites you to sign up for Kitchen Witchin's six-month workshop series. Details can be found at kitchenwitchin.ca where you can register for the next series that starts on November 1st. Registration is now open. You can also contact her through the Sharon Rose Psychic Life Coach and Medium Facebook page. Please follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts so you don't miss any of the conversation. Sharon looks forward to talking to you next time.